welcome to to this week's Augusta Ollie Productions this Saturday. This is Richie and my co-host Noah. My co-host Noah is dealing with something in a, in a moment. He will be back in time for the Rampage review and other news included with it. So let's go with Dynamite. Let's review Dynamite. The match card, Brody King versus Darby Allen. Best Friends versus Moxley and Yuta. Rusty Blondes versus Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Cole Carter versus Richie's Ricky Starks for the FTW title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Athena and Widow Night Widow Nightingale versus Jay Cargill and Kira Hogan. The Bywire Everywhere Deathmatching event. Kingston versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about other things. We got Rampage announcements. We will review Rampage after after the other news. So here's the Rampage card as well. Reprieve for Rampage. Page Silver versus Butcher Blade. Variety vs. Dante Martin, Britt Baker, Jay Hare Ratchet, Max Caster vs. Austin Gunn, Jay Lethal vs. Christopher Daniels. For next week's Dynamite, it's going to be an AW Women's title and. Oh, yeah, Fight for the Fallen. Thunder Rosa vs. Miyu Yamanasti. And then we got Ricky Stars vs. Dan Hansen for the FDTW title. It's going to be a good matchup. So, yeah. Alright. Here's my prediction for the Rampage preview. Mm-hmm. Page of Silver will go... Page Hangman Pages and John Silver will go over Butcher Blade. Will we'll beat Butcher Blade. Mm-hmm. Because it's mostly going to be a momentum boost for them. That is mostly what's going to happen. Mariah versus Dante Martin. Mariah's going over because I think there's a storyline building towards him and... And going to a heel turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, we also got the preview of Brett Baker and Jay Hare and tag team action. These two are going over for the victory because it's building up towards a tag team matchup between Thunder Thunderstorm and Hater and Baker. <laughs> now we got the Mass Caster Austin got a rap battle. Mass Caster most likely no brainer will win the rap battle. It's a no brainer. And and last prediction for Lay Lethal versus Crystal Daniels. Lethal winning the match is no brainer. It's building towards Ring of Honor's Death Lord Sonner Sonner t- actually today, this Saturday. And and I promise I will re- actually I'm gonna review I will review the the Death Lord Dishonor on Wednesday. So Actually, on a Monday review, it'll be a special all Augusta Ollie subscriber exclusive thing for a special Monday because of a pay per view review. So can't wait for that. Let's get to the let's go to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. We'll start with we'll start let's talk about Dynamite. It was basically Shark Week on TBS. They were hosting Shark Week was two week two of Fighter Fest, the Dynamite Special. We had the they have featured the likes of Brody King, yeah, Darby Allen, Jay Cargill, the FW champion, Ricky Starks, and more. Then we got the main event, the return of Jericho's Paymaker Persona. He went one on one with his brother rival Eddie Kingston inside a Broadwater death match with his with Jericho's cronies up in a shark cage. So let's get to it. Darby Brody King versus Darby Allen. 
The rivalry had taken shape since Brody King's AEW world title shot a few weeks ago. House of Black Powerhouse looked to dispose of Darian, whereas Allen was out of revenge after King's vicious attack two weeks ago at Media Greed. The opening moments in the match saw both men not holding back as Darby took the fight outside, driving King's head into the ring post, but the power of King would soon shift the moment back to his favor. Brody would continue to set Allen cracking with a series of thunderous chops for Lachian on the ring. Allen would gain some offense, hitting the Colorado King, but the House of Black's monster was, would be too much, spiking Allen with a Gonza bomb to pick up the victory. During post-match, we saw King continue to assault the Lord Sting. King would lock Sting in the a choke, but Malachi spread the mist in his eyes. However, their dominance proved, provoked the arrival of Miro, who suffered the mist himself at the Forbidden Door. Miro and Black were staring Jerry down, making the situation interject between the two. I see a few between the Redeemer and, and Malachi Black. And more of this is a... I'm thinking Miro's going to be teamed with Sting and Darby Allen. Then we got the AEW Interim World Champion Moxie and RH Pure Champion Wheelie Yuta defeating Best Friends. Orange Cassidy and William Real joined commentary to take on a closer moment match at the Tan Team Bow. It was an emotional match for Wheelie Yuta, who used to be aligned with Trent Beretta. Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, as part of Best Friends for joining Blackpool Combat Club. For the majority of the match, Trent and Taylor took their frustrations out on Utah, keeping the Moxley out of the matches for as long as possible. Nonetheless, Moxley was soon into the fray, showcases viciousness, Tennessee takes control of the match. Best friends will fight back, close close to pick up the fifth through a series of power drivers, but it will be the Blackpool Comic Club, where we're victorious. Clever roll up for Utah on Taylor secured the victory. That was basically a great matchup between. Between the best friends and the Blackpool Comic Club, we saw a showcase of Yuta, his skills. It's going to get a lot bigger than from here. Plus, a little more to the match between Darby Allen and and Brody King. That match was with a Haas versus a small guy. And I think I love that match. It, it described the match perfectly as I wanted. I was interested and I watched it. Okay, anyway, um, let's go to Swerve Our Glories AEW Tag Team Championship Celebration. Swerve and Keith Lee took to the ring to address the AEW fans, multi-platinum. Artist Kevin Gates was in attendance. Before Sweet Willard, Swerve and Lee could celebrate, they were interrupted by Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. The segment end would end with Kevin Gates dropping Tony Nese and Mark Sterling receiving a kick to the face. And with a great segment, we saw Kevin Gates dropping Nice and Sterling receiving some cake in the face. But it did show the showcase Keith and Lee as, as tag champion celebration. It was pretty good, amazing. Anyway, we got the Christians and Louis Chisaurus versus the Rusty Blondes. We got Pilmajero Garrison look for revenge as the Luchasaurus and Christian attacked the previous Diamond. Luchasaurus would dominate the match with his power, take on um, both opponents, were dropping them with choke slams, attacking cages so he could pick up the victory. And all on this match, it was basically a squash tag team match for Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, most likely. Then we got the post match, we saw a celebration erupted by the return of Jungle Boy. 
came face to face with Luchasaurus before the powerhouse, a real lion and jungle boy who took off to get his hands on cage the crowds. And all of this post match segment, it did a great job. Jungle Boy chased out the Christian. Jungle Boy beat the Bayface. Chased out the Christian. We saw Luchasaurus. Relying <laughs> with Jungle Boy. Because all in all, it was a good segment. Post match segment, I mean. Alright, now we got Ricky Stars versus Cole Carter for the FTW Championship. Before that, we got an inter. Po- a pre-interview matchup with Cole Carter and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks cutting promo, and we saw some was impressive with, with Cole Carter cutting the promo and stuff. It, it was pretty good. Let's get to the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter would take the fight to Starks. The open modes, the bout, registration, Griff Ellison to take out the FTW champion. A missed 450 splash for Carter. Cost him as Starks would capitalize and hit the spear, retain the championship. Then we. Then after the match, we got Starks dressed to the crowd. Teaser second open charge. We said by another Dan Hansen, the FTA champion, set the charge for next week's fight for the fall. A special edition of Dynamite will be next week. Anyway, the match was was showcasing Cole Carter's skills, and after the match, it was confirmed that Cole Carter signed with the AEW contract. Good for Cole Carter. Good for him. Anyway, okay. The FTR promo. Alright, let's talk about the promo. The IWGP, the tag chance set their reign and that's the two out, of, two out of three falls match against the Briscoes this Saturday at ROH Deathboard Sonner. They talk about, like, FTR Ball talked about his daughter being young and stuff. And it was like a promo for the tag, for the two out of three falls. Congrats for the Ring of Bar tag belts. It was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And add to the news, apparently the, the Briscoes are going to be signed to a long-term Ring of Honor contract. That has just happened. There's more to the other news where it will be talked about after the Dynamite review. TBS champion Cargill and Kara Hogan versus Athena Willow Nightingale. The match begins when Athena takes control of Kira Hogan. Willow will retain the momentum, take Hogan and out on the outside. Howard, TBS champion, Super Game Control, driving Athena into the mat with a huge slam. Hogan will fall off with a huge ET to continue the pressure on Athena. The result is the same way a match with the Vols can grow. A jaded to the Willow Nightingale secured a huge victory for the baddies. This was a good tag match. It, it, it put over Gargell and Kira Hogan. Willow took the pin. It was necessary. They don't want Dina to lose. And that's understanding. So, yeah, it was pretty makes sense of the matchup. And Willow Nightingale is uh, down the line. We'll sign an AW Ring of Our contract. Yeah. The Paymaker, Jericho versus Kingston. Barbar deathmatch. It would have been the final installment of the Christian Eddie Kingston rivalry. Kingston would fulfill his desire for vengeance and as much punishment as possible to his rival. However, Kingston would have to face the most violent, sadistic version of Christian Jericho, the Paymaker. The Paymaker is undefeated AEW for Kingston. To beat him would be considered the biggest win in his fifth career. The stipulation of the match saw Chris Jericho society suspended inside a script cage to prevent interference. 
The match began quickly with Kingston busting Jericho open with a barbed wire microphone, but focused on assault in the head of Jericho, dragging a barbed wire wire baseball across the head. Kingston would continue to not give Jericho space to regroup, launch him to the barbed wire ropes. However, the paymaker would shift the moment in the match after Frankenstein out the top right side, crushed Kingston crashed down to the barbed wire boy. Jericho also had the match run after sinking the walls of Jericho with Kingston tangling the barbed wire. Barbed wire. Turning point in the match where Ruby saw and Ty Conti collide with her, Conti's old friend Jay united friendship and line with Conti taking out Soho and releasing the JS from the Stark Cage. The Blackpool Comic Club and Dorothy's will emerge to level the playing field as Kingston was to pick up victory and return as Sammy Guevara was the difference maker. The Jericho's able to hit Kingston with the juice effect with his arm and his razor wire to pick up the victory. Post match, we as for the match, it was with clucky, clunky. The match was really good. The barbed wire death match. This was Jericho's probably first somewhere. And Kingston's first. I don't think Kingston ever probably uh, in the end I in the end the Kingston's goal was to get blood on Jericho. That was was it is. And I think the view is gonna continue going forward. I I think so. Let's go to the post match. We saw Kingston fighting back, get a revenge, closing on the show with Jericho crash through the barbed wire spider web on the outside. That was the ending. One thing I would take from that match that we saw the we saw Anna Jay's heel turn. I don't know what reason, but it happened. So that was a dynamite review. So let's start let's do talk about the other news. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's one big. We got one new to start with. Edge reportedly bringing back the old gimmick for the WWE combat. Apparently, Edge is set to set reported to set his radar superstar gimmick. Apparently, you confirmed that WWE has prepared the radar gimmick merchandise for Edge to turn. So, although the radar gimmick has been hysterically portrayed as a heel, Ares has noted it. I know Edge will buck the trend is comeback. Conventional pro wrestling wisdom is just that the veteran wrestler betrays Bayface. See, he was betrayed. That that wouldn't make sense. We had a vigilance, like, reference, vigilance. It does make sense to make a return on Mayor at 20-year anniversary. It makes sense. Yeah, so, so I want to hear more of it. I want to hear more of that new... I, I want to know more about Ed... Edge, edge and stuff, and the return next week. Oh, we also got some backstage news on AEW and Moraldo. Moraldo. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Moraldo, everyone knows. So, the Moraldo has to stay with AEW on the radar. There was a conservation, conservation with Ronald Management some time back. Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer reeled on Twitter earlier this morning. A tweet asking about potential Reynolds joining Tony Khan's promotion. Meltzer did not provide any further details of the parents' talks, but the parents bought it favorably. One reply: I would love to hear more on AEW. So there was conservation with conservation with Reynolds' management sometime back with AEW. We've been talking with the management. We all know about his career. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was bipolar. It was a little issue. So, yeah. 
Does anyone see Morale to Morale in AEW? Let's hope this happens. It's good for Moraldo. Imagine Moraldo 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 in AEW. Let's get to the news we've all been waiting for. The Briscoes. The Briscoes and Ring of Honor. Let's go to that. We got Saturday Night Briscoes will return Ring of Honor face to TR two hundred three falls. But at a media call, we're gonna talk about the meet at the media call. As I said, confirmed that the Briscoes are signed to a multi-year Ring of Honor contract by Tony Khan. But he also said there are going to be developmental wrestlers that are signed to Ring of Honor as well. This is Tony Khan's confirmed. So Tony Khan did not clarify when the Briscoes appeared in Dynamite. Yes, in the past, the Warner Mother, the Warner Brothers media in the past didn't want. The Briscoes on AEW TV, the past, but I'm thinking they softened their, softened their stance on it, so it could even that too. So, all right, let's let's go more news. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the news. There's more with the Cole Carter signing. Let's go to the backstage. Backstage. Mm-hmm. Of course, if I select. Sources with AEW said Carter and Prochia could reach an agreement. We don't know what nature of the AEW tier contract is known. This news makes it unlikely Carter will get the famous Cole Carter's All Elite graphic just yet. That said, the former XC 2 point talent was a sign of opportunity. So basically, he's a former Troy Diamond who got thrown into the river. He was killed off. Now he made an appearance on Diamond. <laughs> also, he made a pay on Dark. He was spotted in a future episode of AW Dark. So, mm, yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. Pretty much, Cole Carter is an AEW, but uh, to small, some tier contract. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, there's another news. There is another news. Like, mm-hmm. there's one more news. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, I remember. New Japan will present the title match for another promotion. We got another, like, Forbidden Doors happening. Then I said... What they will defend the MLW Openweight Champion against Clark Cutters at New Japan Music City Mayhem. We part of a Starcast event in Nashville. Richards coming new Openweight Champion with defeat as Kane Kane during the MLW Battle Riot IV tapings in New York City back in June. The full announcement of MLW can seem. American Davey Richards will set foot. This is the first time New Japan will host the MLW National Openweight Champion title belt. Mm-hmm. New Japan hosts the international title match. Historic MLW CEO Court Barrett. They wants to fight back. Kong is a beast. The implications outcome this fight could ripple through two promotions. Richard D. from Alice King last one in New York City to claim the National Openweight Champion because the only third fighter ever hold the belt. Could Clark Connors be the fourth fight Find out for Saturday, July 30th. Mm. Us, in my honest opinion, 
New Japan and MLW is pretty good. Part good partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got now we gotta talk about the three AW names that we possibly turn it all out. So there's gonna be Omega, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson. It's been confirmed that three of these guys are gonna return for all out. And it's most likely gonna happen. In my honest opinion, this is a good thing. They want to boost all AW all out so that they go for it and build those returns. It will make sense. But anyway, anyway, let's get now. We're gonna get to Rampage now, and and my buddy's just about to come right now. All right, you ready? All right, let's go for it. Let's get with Rampage. Here are the match card slash segment. We got the Butcher of Blade versus Hangman John Silver. Mm-hmm. We got We are Utah, Daniel Garcia, RH Pure promo segment. We got the Cardio promo segment. We got the Warlord TNT title segment, open challenge. The Matt Seidel, I mean, Lee Morai versus Matt versus Dante Martin. We also got the Ring of Art Women's title segment. For real R.O.H. Death Before Dishonor. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue, Ashley Diablos. We got Vigilant of R.I. Davari coming soon to AEW or R.O.H. We had we a rap out with Mac Caster versus Austin Assboy Cop. Excalibur and Nazi three shows were for matches. We also have, and we had the main event, Jay Luther versus Christopher Daniels. Let's get to it. All right. The first match. Where's the first match in the card? Oh, yeah. Butcher, Blade, Hangman, Page, and John Silver. Okay. So, basically, in a stellar open match, it was Hangman, Page, John Silver that watched out victorious. It was a great match. And then there was towards the end of the match, so it was able to take down Blade outside the ring, allowing the page to hit the buckshot onto Butcher inside the ring for the victory. So what do you think of this match? Your opinion? I actually like this match a lot. Um Hangman he he's just been just shooing in the mid card ever since losing the title to punk a double or nothing, but um th- this match proved that he's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and I, I enjoy the team of Paige and Silver, so it was a good match. Mm-hmm. All right, now here we go for the in-ring segment with Claudia Castanelli. We got a brief segment inside the ring. Castanelli took the microphone to address his upcoming match against John Gresham for the RH World Championship. Castanelli said he never won a world title before, but that will change tomorrow at Death Before Dishonor. He went on to say that Gresham's foundation is going to crack and all because he made the mistake of tugging on Superman's cape. What do you think of this segment of Claudio Casanoli? Oh, I actually like the segment a lot. I don't know who's going to win, but I will say this. If Claudio wins, then good for him to finally get a world title. But he did really good on this promo. Yeah, he did too. All right, we got match two, Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin. This was a relatively quick match. We had Moriarty pick up the win, following a quick roll-up and holding on the ropes, the referee not noticing. Then after the match, Seidel lambasted Moriarty who had the cheat before saying he'd kick his ass next week on Rampage. In the meantime, we had Stokely Hathaway offering his business card Lee, and he let 
but Lee was picked off basically like waiting there the Lee Morari versus Dante Martin match like after after the post match with Lee Morari Seidel and still halfway. Uh yeah um I honestly think that first off this is a very good match first off uh, even though it was relatively quick they actually put on a really good match. Um second off I'd actually love to see Moriarty. Sorry, Miani. Um, I would like to see Moriarty in the baddies. Well, not the baddies, but you know what I mean. Um, I think that Stoke Hathaway and Lee Moriarty could work well together. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. All right, now we got match three: Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue and Ashley Deanna. Fight. Sorry, and another quick one: Baker Hayter walked away with a relatively easy win after Baker headlocked in the lockdown on DBL both for the tap out. And it was a good tag team squash match for Baker and Jamie Hayter. So, what do you think of this tag team squash match? I haven't seen Britt Baker on TV in a while, so um, I I, I always enjoy seeing Britt Baker on TV because she's a really good worker. So, I mean, you know, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter get another win. I think we're gonna get Britt and Jamie versus Thunderstorm soon, and I'm looking forward to it. So, it was a good match to get them over. Okay. Alright, now we got an in-ring segment, a rap battle between the Acclaim and the Gun Club. In the rap battle between the Acclaim and the Gun Club, things ended up brawl on the Acclaim winning. The Gun Club outnumbered their opposing group, ended up knocking out Matt Caster with a garbage can to the head to end the segment. What do you think of this segment? All I can do is just start laughing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Max Caster being funny as always with his raps, you know. Um and they they got, they got the win. Uh I, I think we're gonna get a acclaim versus gun club match here in the future, but for right now, th- this was just really, really funny and it was enjoyable. Alright. And we have the Arwich women's title promo segment. It was between Martinez and Serena Deep. Basically, it was basically a build up to that women's RH Women's World title. It was basically two women fighting for the Ring of Iron Women's title. So, what do you think of this segment? They did a really good job hyping it up. Uh, of course, Death Before the Sonner section tonight, live on pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to D versus Martinez. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in my. And the main event, we got Jay Lethal versus Christopher Daniels. Like, this was a good matchup. Like, in the closing match of the night, Lethal continues house streak and all wrestling by taking down Christopher Daniels. Like, in the end of the match, it was Lethal who took a, who hit the big Lethal injection on Daniels for the win. Like, like it was a showcase for Daniels as well, since his Japanese Japan excursion. Following the bout, we got Sam Sting, Gorilla Slam Daniels onto the concrete outside the ring. Before Lethal put him to the that's the, the Coquilla clutch that Samoa Joe uses the finisher to like insult Samoa Joe. It's like the to the pay-per-view at Deathboard Dishonor. So what do you think of the main event and the post match as well? I love this main event. Um Daniels actually showed off a good performance. Um Jay Lethal's always gonna be a good worker and I think they did a good way of ending off the show. So I actually really enjoyed Rampage this week. Yeah, it was a good Rampage for Firefest Fest week, week 2. 
So it was pretty good. So let's let's get to the news for all right, let's start with the with the Vince McMahon news. Apparently Ooh. last last night on Friday, we have witnessed Mr. McMahon has officially retired. He is he has surrendered his position as CEO. He will still be in the majority of the board of directors. Like he'll still have his opinion announced, but he is no longer in creative or any kind of power going forward. What do you think of this big news when Mr. Man forced to retire? And there's a theory that's going on that this, like the new the the news with Wall Street Journal news, they're gonna hit Mr. Man with something big. It might have scared Vince. So what do you think of this big news? Oh my god, where do I even start? <laughs> um this is huge. Uh I was literally just chilling in a Twitter space yesterday morning. And then I get a notification from someone saying, yo, Vince McMahon's retired. I'm not even joking. I'm like, you're obviously kidding with me. And they're like, check Vince McMahon's Twitter account. And I'm like, okay. So I go to Vince McMahon's Twitter account. At 77, time for me to retire. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think, I think it was shocking for everyone to see. Um, because... Did you ever think there'd be a day where Vince McMahon said, it's time for me to retire? Did yeah, you I ever did. think that would happen? No, no, no. No, you didn't. So, um, this was huge. Um, yeah. And the first thing I did was tweet out, thank you, WWE. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I think this is big, big news. And who knows where it'll go for WWE, but I guess we'll see what happens in, in the new era. Yeah, in the new era. But it will take time because the, the board directors WWE wanna like keep the stability, so it's gonna take a look before there are any changes. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. Alright. Matches so like for, for new new matches added to the RH Death for Sonic card. It was from last night's rampage. Let's talk about it. It's revealed that Rush should be taking on his brother Dragon Lee. Death before the Star Show. Meanwhile, apparently three new matches been added to Zero Hour. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, Leon and Khan, a public branch enterprise were taking on Tony Deppin, Alex Zane, and Blake Christian. They were all participants of the Supercard Honor Show past April. But asking for National Team Spotlight to them, the exception is totally Blanchard. He's been featured on the rampage with his stable current champion, John and Gresham. Well, now we also have Colt Cabana taking on Anthony Henry, Henry with with his partner and ring as ringside, one of the workmen, work horsemen. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and now we also have the Spanish Shadow Squad returning cheeseburger Eli Islam. We facing the Trustbusters Ari Davari and Slim J. Slim J was in Ring of Honor before. And we already know about Will Nightgale versus Allison K. So that's going to be for zero hour pre show. Wow. Uh, I mean, they did a good job putting a lot of matches on zero hour. Uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to Cole Cabana, Anthony Henry, because we don't really get to see much of Cole Cabana on 
AEW anymore, so I wonder what will happen here. Um, I'm looking forward because like people were, I think uh, people were complaining about how Brian Cage is on the show, so I'm happy they finally gave Brian Cage a spot in the show. So I mean, I'm looking forward to all these matches. Roosh and Dragon Lee should be very good, by the way. Yeah, it should be. And imagine Dragon Lee joining Andrade and Roosh's new little group group with uh, like numbers. They're numbers. Yeah, true. Yeah. So basically, there's another there's another news apparently. Superstar Sammy Zayn recently appeared on Steve Austin's talk show, broke his school sessions. It was there that Austin ran some names, including Susuke Nakamura, Cena, and Levi's best friend, Kevin Owens, and Zayn. Though interesting enough, Stone Cold brought up the name of former WWE champion, current AEW wrestler, Brian Danielson. Apparently, it's revealed that Zayn is basically a, is a, his, Brian Danielson to, to Zayn is the favorite wrestler of his generation. And, and he's been pressed with Brian since he was killing it, killed in WWE, and now killing AEW. So, what do you think of this news? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, and, and also the statement wait. by Zane about Brian Danson. What do you think? I mean, yeah, that it is true. I agree with Sammy Zane of all that he said. Um, Brian Danielson is the best of this generation. I. Personally, I think that Sami Zayn and toward, and I'm not talking about wrestling, right? I'm talking like entertainment as per se for WWE's sake. Sami Zayn's one of the best of this generation because how damn funny is Sami Zayn every week? <laughs> so I mean, I I I do what he said about Brian Danielson, but you also have to give him some credit for the stuff he's done. Yeah. So. All right. Brock Lesnar apparently last night Brock Lesnar left SmackDown early because there were no Vince McMahon but in the end of the year again SmackDown Brock made a shocking appearance on SmackDown let's talk about it apparently there was a last night speculation where Peter Brock Lesnar when he shockingly made an appearance to close out Friday night episode SmackDown it began also like last, last night when Brock Lesnar left early because apparently, like, 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 news broke shortly before last night that Lesnar walked out. SmackDown was pissed off. We had details emerge that last night that Lesnar's walkout response to Vince Man's retirement announcement. Lesnar reported something to the fact that he's gone, I'm gone. The promotion of Lesnar's parents SmackDown was pulled from a website. So, email to WFN sent out around 5.30 p.m. Eastern mentioned Lesnar on the show. So I don't know. If this was a little ploy attack. I don't know. If they managed to convince Brock Lesnar to do the right thing and make it a press for SmackDown. Well, apparently, what happened was um, Lesnar got mad because Vince was gone, so he, he he got pissed. Everyone backstage, he left the arena. Apparently, he cooled down and then came back and did his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, he, he worked like professional. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be unprofessional with your job. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Paul Heyman may have talked some sense into him. Yeah, that too. 
Well, there's also some tidbits that we have Lauren as being removed from position Paul, with Paul Triple Vest taking over his duties on Friday night. But the creative views are still being overseen by Bruce Pritchard, unfortunately. But he, but Bruce Pritchard will be gone within a year. So is Kevin Dunn. But it takes time. But we know that John Lawrence is fired. He is not mentioned within WWE. So this is a good thing. What do you think of this extra bit of news? I told everybody. As soon as Vince McMahon is gone, every single one of his, what's the word we're looking for, lackeys, I guess you could say, are going to go. John Laurinaitis is going to go. Bruce Pritchard is going to go. Kevin Dunn is going to go. Hell, Michael Hayes is going to go. All these people are just going to start flying like flies. It's just, as soon as Vince retired, all these guys are going to just go immediately. Like you said, it's going to take some time. Sure. Like, like for instance, Bruce Pritchard, that one might take some time to get rid of. But I think Kevin Dunn's out of there real soon. But, I mean, it was only a matter of time, and thank God John Laurinaitis is out of here. Yeah, he's, he's going out of here. We, and also, well, also, we also hear some more about, we got, we got Booker T's going to address the AQA's coming away for pro wrestling. Let's let's talk about it. This is a that apparently Booker T mentioned about about AQA stepping away from AEW from wrestling. Basically, he's like this is what Booker T said. For there's something for he says that for Booker T is something he understands the worries when it comes to some of the people trains again in Brisbane, young such as Kyrie, Rexy, now versus Rock Priest. This is what he said. I was worried about Rooksy getting into the industry at only year, 20 years old just because I know how much a whirlwind it really is, how much that whirlwind can take you by storm. I am serious, he said. I've been through all that. By the time I got to WCW, I was a grown-ass man. I was ready to fight, rip someone to shreds, or get fired at the same time. When I got into it, I was young. I was a professional. And then when you're getting into it, it's something totally opposite of what you thought it was. But to explain how being in the wrestling ring can be a whole lot to handle, a different politics, both inside and outside of the ring, or something that considers the wrestlers. I can send AQA stepping back and say, man, let me reanalyze this and maybe focus. Think, but I figure just Booker T. Wayne, to use Drake, Ruth McIntyre, example, someone who has succeeded at a young age, it's overwhelmed for him, and he has a ability to form a WA champion, only person fall into the trap. I see so many young guys that come to his business. We heard stories about Rain Dupree being young, Canada Ross says, so understand Mudbird being young, trying to figure this out. Hopefully, what she'll do, we group and we'll find her back in the ring sometime. What do you think of this big news? Um, AQA, I thought that, like, when she did debut in uh, AEW, it was against Jake Argo, I think. She might have worked, worked a couple dark matches, I don't remember. But um, I think AQA, she needed some time to prove herself in the ring. But I just hope she comes back to wrestling one day because she, she's a good wrestler. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I want I, I want her back. I bet, I bet a lot of people want her back. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all, everyone. This is Augusta Ali Podcast. We'll see you all. We'll see you all next day for the Augusta Ali Podcast. But, See you all next but, week. Yeah, but stay tuned for the Monday review of Death Before Dishonor. Yep. Stay tuned for that. So see you on see you on Monday for the Death Before Dishonor. 
and see you on next Saturday for our podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. See you.